It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the big show today. Uh, man, the audio is a little loud. Um, I want to welcome our special guest today. We're doing song reviews with legendary producer Michael Lloyd. Wow, and he'll be here. Not only is he a very close friend of mine, he's also a guy who, at the ripe old age of 20 years old, 20, I didn't. 20. Didn't, 20. Yeah, I didn't 20. know how to get my shoes tied correctly at 20 years old. Uh, he was the vice president of A&R at MGM Records at 20 years old for more than 45 years. Has been producing hit records, soundtracks. Uh, where is it? Uh, earning more than 105 gold and platinum awards and selling over 150 million records. Some of the artists he's worked with include Barry Manilow, Mike Love and the Beach Boys, Lou Rawls, Sylvie Vartan, Sean Cassidy, Steve Holy, Belinda Carlisle, the Monkees, the Bellamy Brothers, the Osmonds, Striper, Sammy Davis Jr., Bill Medley, the Righteous Brothers, Debbie Boone, Kimberly Locke, Leif Garrett, Air Supply, and Frank Sinatra, and that's like a third of the list. Um, he was music supervisor for the film Dirty Dancing and wrote the Latin dance music that Patrick and Jennifer danced to, produced the Dirty Dancing soundtrack album. Currently, there are, are those Dirty Dancing, well, they're not touring now because of COVID, but are they going back out after COVID is done, hopefully? I don't, I don't know. It's, they've been out for like 14 years, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do. Uh, Michael's also done the scoring, music supervision, songwriting, song placement, and or music production for nearly 200 motion pictures, TV shows, TV specials, and television series. His chart record spans six decades, from the 60s to the present. He's also the recipient of Taxi's Lifetime Achievement Award, Michael Lloyd. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we had Michael, well, he's every year at the Road Rally, he does a thing in what we call the 200-seat theater at the West End Hotel. There's a, a room that's kind of like a Hollywood screening room. It's this very dead-sounding kind. Yeah, it's kind of dead-sounding, but it, it looks like a Hollywood screening room. It's cozy and feels important somehow. And Michael goes in there every year and spends a ridiculous amount of time. He goes way over his allotted time limit because people don't want him to stop. And he sits there and does these live song reviews. We've done them once or twice, I think, at the taxi office. We recently did it uh, last November for the road rally. It was a big hit for that. So we decided to bring him back today. So we're going to listen to as many songs as we can. His insights are always amazing. Um, frankly, look, I've been in the industry for 40 some years. Um, as a matter of fact, I always tell this embarrasses my baby, a baby. Yeah. But You're when I, when I first started out in the industry, I used to open up like recording engineer, producer magazine or pro sound news yeah. or billboard. And I would see pictures of this fair haired, golden haired guy who was producing all these big records and thought, man. I want to be like him when I grow up. And then I got to know him better. But I still like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you, you came to your senses. Hey, so here's an interesting uh, moment. So during the summer, Barry and I had a, a, a hit, big hit record, uh, you know, AC chart, and uh, called When the Good Times Come Again. Right. And so uh, it, was, it was just out of the blue. It, it was a record that we had done, if you can imagine, 
30 years ago was an album cut and someone did a video to it that was just this marvelous video and it started to get noticed and the record just exploded it was really very strange a wow. year old record in any event so when that record went on the charts um that was cool and barry hadn't had a you know a record quite like this for some time this was a very good sizable hit so he said to me do you know what this means and i said yeah it's great you've got this record on the charts and all is well that's terrific he says no this means that you have had a record on the charts now for seven decades. Wow. I'll have to update your bio. 60, yeah, when you, as soon as you said that, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010, and 2020. <laughs> Incredible. So, <laughs> No, no, I'll, t <laughs> I'll tell you what's in, I snuck in at the end of the 60s, right? And yeah. I now I'm right at the beginning of 2020. And, uh, it, it, you know, so, but it's crazy. I think about this, you know, when I look at old pictures or old stuff from back in the, I don't know, the 60s when I had my surf band and stuff, you know, and it was, it was 60 years ago. So, you know, it puts everything in perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, when I used to look at the pictures of you and I used to think, man, I want to be like him. It wasn't until I met you, which was probably 20 years ago, that I realized you're not that much older than I am. And the reason that you were in those magazines while I was still sweeping floors is because you started out so friggin' young. I was really young. You're all warbly. You went all warbly. Uh, the, well, you know, I want to tell everybody before we get going here that we did a test on Friday afternoon. I don't and I can't, I can't, I can't understand a word you're saying. It's all warbling. Try putting in your earbuds for one. I don't so know. Now you're, it, now you're, no, no, right. no, no, no. Now you're okay. It's all right. It, can, do you want to go double check and make sure Patty's not like streaming something no, no, or downloading? No, 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 no. She, she knows. All I, right. I, I, I already, all right. I want to let everybody. I want everybody to know that Friday we did a test and we had terrible connection problems. Michael and I both have good internet speeds. He's on Wi-Fi. I'm jacked in. Um, hopefully we won't melt down. If it does melt down and we can't finish the show for some reason, we'll have him come out to my house in a couple of weeks and, and listen to the same songs that were pulled yeah. for today. So that's our backup, but hopefully, uh, you're, you know. You're fine right now. You're absolutely fine. fine. Yeah. Well, hopefully it stays that way. I remember during the road rally, we had some issues. Um, yeah. okay. Anyway, okay, so let's start right out. Um, I think I'm going to uh, actually mention the names of the people that we're listening to the music from today. A lot of times they don't do that, but everybody gave us permission to air their music today. Um, okay. And the songs were pulled by Liz randomly. Um, I haven't heard them other than to check audio levels on a couple of them. Um, so that's it. Let's get going. And this first one we're going to hear is called Rip from Reality. Um, True Swans, I'm assuming that's a band name, this is from Jeffrey Todd Dunnigan. Let's have a listen.
you know, it, it's it's obviously very cool. The um, it's it's strange. I've been listening over the last hmm, maybe four or five months to some internet stations. There's one called it's 108.1, I think it is. It has like a name, but <laughs> they have different categories. You know, like anything, they have different categories, right? And so they have a chill category. And, I, you know, I just happened to click on that, and, and I've been listening to it off and on for four or five months, and, and Googling, not Googling, Shazamming different people to come up, you know, just to see. Um, and some of it is just great sounding, incredible sonics. Um, some is some could be uh, like for the most part of a song could be some kind of cool bass sound, and someone singing, and there's not too much else. There's lots of there, there's different versions of that. Anyway, this would fit right into this category, and there's a bunch of people doing this. Um, now, the the drawback is. As I Shazam these things, it's like a thousand people have heard it, or four hundred, or twelve hundred, or something, you know. Right. And it it doesn't get. And, and YouTube has a, uh, you know, you can find chill playlists like that too. Right. And, it, and it's not it's not like the old time, oh, adult contemporary music kind of stuff. It's not that at all. They have interesting lyrics and and, and melodies just like this it's it's how how does there's must be i mean there's a lot of people doing this and uh, it seems popular but it doesn't get a chance in mainstream radio uh which is a real shame because it's it's actually an interesting kind of organic sound even in a computer environment mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it uh, but it, it's a very interesting thing, and uh, and this has that same cool sound. It has a certain sound design almost to it, and uh, you know the singer sounds good, and I mean the whole thing is good. It it's it's kind of a underground, under the radar type of thing, but I don't know that that means it's going to be under the radar forever. It seems very attractive to me, and the, and whoever steps out from Maybe if you can. Now, the one thing I must say, sometimes the hooks and sometimes just the overall form of it is a little vague. It's not quite as defined, let's say. So in this case, with the hook, if if you added a more pop record kind of hook to that in combination, it might be really something. At least that's what. I've been thinking about this for some time, thinking about, you know, how to do that. Um, so I think that they're on to something good. Um, just maybe needs to have be a little more inclusive. I'm not going to say change because that then sounds negative. I don't mean that. But just include a little more, include a little bit more to it so that it becomes a bit more memorable. Um, but it's very nicely done. It really is. One of our uh, guys in the chat room, Cass McKenty, uh, said, sounds like Massive Attack. And that's the first thing I thought during the intro. Very. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. The intro was too long. Very long. To me. Yeah. Too long. Too long. I would, I would be more 
you know, a little uh, edit that a little bit down so you get into the song a little bit more. That's what I mean by applying a bit more of a pop record sensibility to that right. idea. That's right. The human being is conditioned to want uh, a short intro and a hook as soon as possible. Okay, you're gar you're all garbled again. You're all right, well, again. let's just listen to another song and then we won't have to worry about my garbling. <laughs> yeah, let's see, yeah, if, if the song isn't, am I garbled? Uh, you were a little weird. Yeah, not garbled, but uh, there's no top end on you. Uh, anyway, let, let's just keep going, try and get as many of these done in case we have a, a meltdown. Let me see if the music is, is garbled. Okay, here we go. This one is called Sensible Shoes by David Dvorak. And let's have a listen. Well, you know, you'd have to think if someone was really, you know, right about that, they would get this off to Converse or Nike or something, you know. I mean, it's it's an interesting idea for commercial. The uh, uh, I, I love the whole concept of it. I think that I think that when they get to that chorus and kind of the background singers are doing the chorus, I think you've got to have a lead singer singing the chorus. Now, do you, is this a is this a song submission or an act or what is this or is it? Um, it, it we just told people send anything in. It was wide open. It wasn't for a particular listing or well, anything. I think w whether it's a song submission or or an act, um, I'm not overly fond of just the spoken dialogue kind of singing. So. A little bit of that is fine, but I think it's got, if this was some deep-throated country singer doing this, you know, and they get into the thing and there's a melody, you know, speak like the two or three lines and then get into a, a, a you know, hello, baby, and, and you get into some kind of a singer singing the rest of it, I think that that makes it more attractive and right. more listenable. Um, so I, I, that would be my suggestion to consider that now maybe maybe this i mean this is obviously the idea they had and so that's all fine i'm just thinking again 
I'm always trying to think inclusive of something. How are you going to get more people to listen to your stuff so that you get more chances? And it seems to me that this is limited in terms of song value. Um, and it would be more interesting if you could have somebody singing much more of it, uh, especially when you get to the chorus. So that's really my only thing. But the idea is a, is a, is a cool, it's kind of a cool idea. By the way, the song sounded fine, and you're not garbled now. So oh, the good. song sounded fine, but when you when you speak, well, now, right now, when you speak, it all goes... I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, uh, from a music supervisor perspective, if there was a movie with, like, 17-year-old girls going to the mall together and trying on different outfits in the dressing rooms, and they do the quick cuts of outfit one, outfit two, outfit three, kind of like they did in uh, Bridesmaids. This would be a great song for that scene because it's the antithesis. You know, rather than being so on the nose about somebody trying on sensible shoes, it would be the opposite. I, 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 got, I got about 10% of what you said. You're better off. <laughs> that's all right I'll, I'll tell you what i said next time we go out to dinner all right here we go this next one is whoop i gotta flip my page now you're fine did anything different happen there now you're fine all i did was turn a piece of paper <laughs> well see that was it that was it okay all right this one's called never stop by terry gorka and armin tamboris Rainy in the morning, sunny in the afternoon Sometimes there are clouds of doom Whatever you're going through Don't let it get to you the title again uh never stop actually oh. on my sheet oh. on the lyric sheet says never stop on the playlist says never gonna stop so it's one oh, of the okay other. well yeah well it, it, i think that for a for the right placement something like this is very desirable the of course it, you know it just got to go along with whatever the script is but a, a positive kind of song a, in, in empowerment uh, whatever you want to call it song is always very good it's a little more difficult to imagine the playlist at radio that this would be exactly right for um, but not everything that's successful needs to fit into a radio playlist either that is the uh, 
that's the you know advantage of streaming right now because you can get people that have oh playlists on 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 streaming my gosh it could have hip-hop country sinatra who knows what the beatles all in the one playlist so uh people have very diverse tastes much more diverse than record companies and radio stations can give them credit for i'm sure you see that at taxi all the time so yep. i think um I, I think that this is, uh, you, you know, something that would be great for placement. And then at the road at the road rally, did you have a, 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 a panel with uh, some music placement people? Sometimes you do. Yeah, we do every year. Yeah. So those are the people that this type of a song, you know, if, they, if it gets exposed to those kind of folks, uh, it might be the right kind of thing. And then and then from that point on, depending on what happens, well, then anything is possible, but but that might be the best first offensive move, you know, for something. Uh, by the way, I want to mention, I won't mention the music supervisor's name, but it's somebody that you and I both know. He's been on a few panels with you over the years at the Road Rally, and he reached out to me uh, a month or so ago on a Friday at 5.45 p.m. and said, I need a busker. I, we're, we've got a, sh a scene that was shot in London, and it's in a town square and there's supposed to be somebody busking with an acoustic guitar. Could be male, could be female, but they have to have a British accent. And this was Friday at 5.45 and, and typical, you know, wow. in, the, in the TV industry, we need it in our hands uh, in order to play it for the EP on Monday morning. So can you get it to me Sunday? Sure. So we ran the listing. We, I'm guessing that we got probably 120, 150 submissions for it. I think we forwarded 12 or 15 to the music supervisor. He shot me a text the next day saying a lot of good stuff in there. I think he said he sent eight or nine of them to the executive producer and a taxi member from Australia got the spot. I'm not going to say, you know, go public with any more information until the show airs. Cause as you and I both know, sometimes you sign the paperwork and the scene gets cut. But uh, anyway, I, I was very happy about that, that we were able to do such a quick turnaround, that he found so many viable options that, that you say every year after the road rally, you come to me every year without fail. You call me either oh, the Sunday su Sunday night or Monday morning and say the music just gets better every every year. He felt the same way. And that's why he came to us for, for his busker. Thank you. Turn uh, the paper again. Now, you're, now, you, can't, now you can't be heard. Turn your paper again. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is called I'll Wait For You by Jim Shabukas. Shut the door, take no chances Can't get close to you, it feels like safety glass I miss your hands on my face Miss the time that we used to waste Hasn't been quite the same, so
Is this would this be directed? Could this be directed into a a more R and B ish way, or what do you yeah. think? I I think well, absolutely. I think that it needs to be more directed towards that because it starts off sounding kind of no direction to me. And it gradually gets into it a little more, which is always fine. You don't need to give everything away at the beginning. But I think it, it I don't think it's clear as to what this is. Um, I would I would put more, you know, this is those this is like this would be traditional R&B elements. I mean, if this was Natalie Cole years and years ago, you know, mm-hmm. or somebody like that, it would it would just have. It, it just needs a little more feel to it to give it more direction. Uh, and I think that it would be very usable at that point. You know, you could put this in a, what, what are the, uh, what are the lyrics? What are those lyrics in the first verse? Do you have them? Uh, yeah. We've been here before no, pressing. I can't tell. Here, I can't tell uh, can you hear me now? I'm four inches from the mic. No, it's, it's just your mind. No, it's it's like repeating. It's like but 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 but. It's almost like it's on a repeat. Like a, uh, a if, weird, if you had, but if not you had, music. if you had your earbuds in, it might solve that problem. But well, but the music, the music sounds perfect. The music is perfect. Uh, this yeah. my mic, well, my mic. Know. The music's going through a different system, uh, but my mic is going through the system I've been using for twelve years, so it should be good. But it, so it's so weird. So weird. Yeah. So we're anyway the anyway whatever the lyrics are, if, if assuming that they're kind of personal, uh, if it happens to be something that is, uh, oh okay wait a minute. Okay okay so it's a personal song. So I think I think that it would be you know valuable valuable with a with a song of that sort that's personal. I think that if they could have a little bit more um, feel to it. Now that might be just a little bit more band, you know, a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more rhythm to it, a little bit of something to give it a little sway. Um, it's just It just was a little static. Other than that, the song is very interesting and the person singing it is good. I like the duet idea. The whole thing is good. Um, but I was confused as to who would react stylistically to this thing? And and that's important because people are kind of superficial. 
and and you know they've got to be hit with it you know got to be hit with it so i i um <laughs> you know some of these things michael you know become so subjective and you get to be so frustrated by all of this that you know you, you could have 10 different people sitting here talking to you and everyone would have 10 different ideas and then the poor person creating it is trying to figure out right who do i listen who do i listen to the one with 105 um, gold records on as well well no you know i wish you know i wish that i knew all the time i, I don't and and but i'm just thinking a little a little bit more of a uh, just feel to it and it's not a hip-hop thing it's not a anything like that it's just a kind of a little basic groove to get it in i mean barry white had those great grooves obviously very different than this but he had those great grooves that got you into the song before i ever heard it or or natalie cole or 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 anybody that we can think of you know that is in that kind of world and that that can be very very important present to well it's like we always tell the taxi members the demos today aren't the demos of 50 years ago with carol king and jerry goffin singing in a room and carol just playing piano right, right. They want to hear finished records. They want to hear finished records. So it's become very, very different. But but anyway, it's obviously talented people. Obviously, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what was the show that I can never remember the name of you guys? Uh, the one with all the doctors, the pretty doctors in the hospital. Um, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. I don't know why. I've got like a mental block against that show. Um, but the scene where Dr. Dreamy or whatever his name, Dr. McDreamy dies, you know, and she's standing over the bed. No, 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 it wasn't McDreamy. It was a patient. It wasn't McDreamy. It was a patient. No, no it didn't. That was the big thought, hit record out of it? No, no. I thought McDreamy died. And anyway, this, well, that kind well, of well, scene, maybe. that kind of scene yeah, would yeah. work well with this song. But I was thinking of that while I was listening, thinking, but it needs to be updated to sound more contemporary it's not there's nothing bad about nothing wrong with it it just doesn't sound like this type of song would be treated production wise today it's missing that 20 percent difference right and even if it even if you didn't have a drum or kick or whatever it was then then you've got to have that feel in the piano part it can't just be whole notes it's got to have a little right um to to give it a little push so and speaking of dying, the next song is called Gotta Die Sometime. This is by Ethan Tarasov. Let's have a listen. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Not today, but
I'm telling you, this whole chill thing is a future coming. This is this fits right into that too. Only you see how this has a bit more of a pop sensibility when you get to the chorus. Got to die sometimes. You know, it's it has a bit more of a pop form. And this, I I don't know. These kind of things are very very cool. I really like it. And it's not just me saying it. There are people creating it. I mean, here you've played two things out of five that are kind of in that direction, and they may not even be considering what they're doing. Uh, they may not be well, thinking about the category, you know. It's a pretty big thing on the internet. I mean, there are on YouTube alone there are dozens, if not a hundred or more, of these chill um, video stations. Yeah. Some of which, yeah. some of which broadcast twenty four seven live. There's one in particular that doesn't do this kind of music. It does like chill hip hop beats, study beats. Um, and it's oh. mostly like 18 to 22 year olds that listen to it. But no matter what time of day I turn that channel on YouTube, they've got between 30 and 55,000 people listening live 24 hours a day from all over yeah, the well, world. I, 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 didn't I didn't know that. And I, but I've always, I've always kind of been attracted to things I think I've always been kind of attracted to things before they happen, you know? Yeah. And it, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're going to happen in two weeks. It could mean they're going to happen <laughs> in a year. It could mean they're going to happen five. in six months or whatever. Or five, yeah. But, but, but it is definitely something that is influencing people. It, it's very hypnotic. It's, it can be sensual. It can be personal. It can be interrelation. I mean, all kinds of things. And, um, Anyway, this fits perfectly into that. And I like the title. Um, I can imagine, you know, I can imagine uses for this. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, it's cool. Awesome. All right. Next one is called Whiskey in This Town. It's by Joseph Almond. Probably used to be with the band, the Almond Brothers. Oh, so. yeah. Or is it the Almonds? The Almonds Brothers. Yeah. Right, exactly. I, I, I used to be nuts about them. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Did you get to see your folks this year at Christmas? Did they mention my name? Did you even think about me on my birthday? Did you watch the leaves change? Did anybody tell you I was drinking? We just go back to how it was back then. Cause Tim has been running dry at the county line. Short supply under old Jed's neon sign. Oh, granddad's getting scarce. There's no trace of rich and rare. Cause since you came back around, there ain't enough whiskey in this town. Did you 
Modern country, uh, he'd have to do in order. I I think in order to really submit this to people, I think he'd have to have a demo with everything on there, not just guitar. But it does let you hear the song and imagine ways you can do it, which is sometimes right advantageous. Uh, the one thing I would say absolutely is take out the Christmas line. It dates the song. So they can only put that song out when it's really relatively around Christmas, <clears throat> because you don't, you know, did you see your folks at Christmas, right? Or did mm -hmm. they say hello or whatever it was? Right. Well, it, it locks it and, and it, and it's hard then for this to be used in any kind of a movie or anything. The birthday is fine. Did you think of me on my birthday? That's fine. But the Christmas <laughs> thing puts it in a box. So I, I would remove that. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's it's very interesting. It's that singer-songwriter in a country style kind of way. And, um, uh, you know, I, I like the whole idea about it. But he probably should have not just this version. He should probably have a Florida Georgia line kind of version of this song. I've got or a question for you. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine right now. All Talk right. Um, being that you're a music supervisor and I don't know how many people in the audience would know this, but Michael owns a piece of Curb Records. Um, so he, you know, for a guy well, that I'm, is... I don't, Mike, Mike owns it. Mike owns it. I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> okay. I said a piece. Anyway, um, be, you're one of the few guys in L.A. that knows country pretty well. Um, so the lyrics in this are visually descriptive and list off a bunch of brand names of, of different types, different brands of liquor. Um, right. Would that be a problem from a music supervisor point of view? Normally I would say don't include brands in a song, but because this is all right. about the whiskey, would it work okay in this one? Uh, again, it, for the, for the perfect thing that it doesn't matter if a song in a bar wouldn't matter. Right. Right. If, uh, Honestly, for placements, country music is hard to get placed into Hollywood movies. So it um, it has to be a very specific movie for this use anyway. Uh, and, and it kind of, you know, is an important component to the song. If there's a way for him to do that without being so specific and have an alternate version, mm. um, it might be valuable. You know, it could be valuable. But, um, um, you know, I think, you, you know, basically he remains true to the form of the thing. But, but I think it would be important to consider having a more of a full-fledged demo, um, programmed, whatever, uh, you know, it's fine. It, is, uh, it gives him that support as well. He could have both. He could have both versions. All right. 
Thank you for that. And now we're moving on to, whoops, we are moving on to a song called Each Other's Arms. This is by Andy Myers. to say the piano sound on that was great i don't know if it's uh, a midi piano or the real deal but their choice of the tone of the piano was really good from an yeah. engineering perspective yeah, it's cool it's very cool now you'd think you'd think that this would i guess go into uh michael buble harry conic kind of vibe i suppose mm -hmm. um but if that's the case the tone is good on the piano but the one thing that I kept noticing was more of just a blocky approach. Jang, Jang, Jang. Um, so I think that it needs a bit more, in, in, as a, from a demo standpoint, not, not the song, not the singer, but from a demo standpoint, it, it might be more attractive and more gracious to have a bit more of an accompanying piano that lets, that, that's more expressive. Right now, I, I felt that the track plotted it down too much, too mechanical, too mechanical. And if mm -hmm. you're going to have something that's mechanical, well, then the song is more that way. But this sounds to be very expressive. And it might be a conflict with being expressive and being rather blocky with the approach. If, if I was there when they were recording it, I would have said, just don't do that. Play something else. Play things that are more sparse, more delicate. Uh, accompany the vocal more. Don't think of it as just I'm playing a piano. I, I, I've been through this recently with a couple of guys that have put together good tracks and they say they brought me something and, and the guitar was just like all over the place. Just, you know, you, it, you couldn't find a space for it for the vocal. And, they, and the first thing they said is, isn't the guitar player great? And I said, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's great if it was a solo guitar record, but it isn't. <laughs> it's a vocal, and he's just supporting the vocal, and he's getting in the way of the vocal. 
So this won't work. Oh, never thought of that. Now, that doesn't make me smart or anything like that. It's just that they were close to it and they weren't thinking of, they were just enamored with the guitar player. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yes, you want a good guitar player, but you want to have the guitar player to be compatible with the singer uh, or something, whatever it is. And they they are a team. This sounded like, you know, this guy was Michael Jordan and everybody else was needless, right? So, um, so they redid it and so forth and so on. And it works with a piano, works with anything like that. And uh, uh, it's a very interesting approach. Now, I suppose... Uh, you know, in terms of placement, I think that there are obvious placements for something like this. Um, for playlists and radio, I'm not sure. This is hard to get on the radio, hard to get these kind of things on the radio. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, you know, that may not be the goal. That may not be the goal. It may be placements and other uses. So uh, I, I would, uh, you know, consider you know, if they can to try and figure out how to make a piano, how, you know, make the track be a little more delicate and creative so that it supports the vocal and supports the music. Now, I suppose though, you could get this on smooth jazz. You know, I've seen some friends of mine that are doing things like this that do end up on smooth jazz. You just need to get out there and get into that community and understand it going to happen. That's right. not true. That is never true. Uh, what matters is how you're going to approach it and how you're going to get out there and try to get noticed and fit into the community that you're getting noticed in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would add that if he were to go for the smooth jazz um, route, that the playing, it was hard. The guitar sounded a little out of tune, maybe. Um, and and the piano was blocky, right. So it's like the level of musicianship, the compos in this case, the composition and the tones on the instruments were actually a little stronger than the performance of the players. <clears throat> and, right. you know, that would make it tough, but there's, there's something in there that could be pulled out and made better. I agree. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Let me bring my fader up here. Oh, it's funny. We're going for another one. The last one's called Each Other's Arms. This one is called In My Arms Tonight, and it's by Mark Parr. Okay.
know, it's very interesting. You could take a song like this and you could put uh, 808 kicks and snares to it so that it sounds very, I'm not going to say hip hop-ish, but you could. <laughs> and you could also, um, you know, go a whole different route and make it more throwback. And because the song is interesting, you know, more, more classic form, I suppose, to this song. But again, in, in the instruments, the piano particularly is very blocky. I wouldn't be going da, 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 da on a piano. Now, maybe if it was an electric piano or maybe if it was something else, but you know, you could do this, you could pull this off in a chill influenced way where you have this kind of a song. This is what I mean by combining ideas, you know? You have this mm -hmm. kind of a song, but you use the approach of the chill direction where it's much more sparse, it's more delicate, it's more ethereal. And I want you back in my arms. I mean, that whole thing is a great idea. Uh, everyone can identify with that. But how are you going to make this so that it sounds contemporary and uh, um, appropriate for today, right? It's it's because it, right now it's a little out of time. It's just a little out of time in terms of the presentation. Only in the presentation, but you could you could do lots of different things to this to make it sound. Oh, I'm not going to contemporary in some way. Contemporary in some way. So it's a a big issue it's a huge issue can you hear me now no no all right forget it no. moving on <laughs> all right this one's called in the shadow of a big guitar and it is by a gentleman named steve pomerantz oh yeah okay you mentioned it yeah, I noticed because he refers to the Magic City, which is Miami, and I used to live there. Oh. I actually, I did the audio. Now you're fine. Now you're fine. Now you're Interesting. I did the audio. Here, tell me, am I fine now? Am I fine now or did it get yep. weird? Okay. Nope, yeah, the only fine. thing I'm only thing I'm changing is the fader that goes from my second laptop to my mixer. Anyway, I did the audio post on a documentary back in like 1978 or 79 called Miami, the Magic City. Otherwise, I lived there and never even knew it was called the Magic City. Here we go. I never I never I never knew that either. Yeah. Another night, another audience, another place, don't know my name. It's the same old crowd, the same old tunes that makes them feel so good again. Forty years of ups and downs, climbing up the highest mounts, stumbling down the lonesome roads. Between bodyguards and bloody bars, admit the life I know, it was my life at all. Shadow of the biggest song. It's Friday night at the old casino. At the 
Points on this record from a fade. <laughs> well, now you're all screwed up again. But yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> story of my uh, life. It's very, it's very cool. Great, great guitar sound, like at the beginning and so forth. Good guitar player, good tone. Uh, uh, you know, this sounds great. I can't hear everything over the um, over this, but um, from what I hear, it sounds really good. Uh, you know, country music, as you know, has embraced this whole, you know, much more programming, like pop. You know, hold on a second. I got a weird thing here. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's more, much more pop than uh, and in their terms of their programming than, than they used to be. So uh, I can't tell if, if this is all organic. If it is, that's fine. But uh, the... Um, the direction is great. The guy sounds good. He should be getting this to Cobalt and the Nashville publishers. And he should, I don't know if he's in Miami, he needs to go to Nashville and meet people. This sounds like he's the genuine thing. I, I don't know how old he is. I don't know what he looks like or anything about it. Um, and as we know, the superficial is important too. But this sounds really good. So he should be on his way to Nashville if he hasn't been there already. Yeah, that might have been a, a Nashville pro demo singer on there. Um, uh, oh, I, oh, no, it might have been that. It's not a, it's not a record. It's a song. I, I don't know. You know, I just get a track and a lyric sheet. But uh, because I, I, this was one of the ones that I randomly listened to for thirty seconds when I was doing my audio test because it had a nice big yeah. fat waveform on it, and I wanted to see where the peaks would be. So. I saw that it had that lyric about the magic city in the shadow of the big guitar. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the uh, hard rock casino that's just outside. It's right. like somewhere, uh, let's see, let me think about this for a second. Somewhere west of Miami, out in the Everglades. <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, uh, yeah, and I saw you know pictures of this guy and I believe that he's roughly in our age category. So my guess is he wrote the song, he's probably playing guitar oh. on it, could be Nashville players on him is obviously really well done. Really well done. And the yep. song is good too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he, he just needs to be in the environment to get uh, recognized. You know, he needs yep. to, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe he can get with a publisher and he can get co-writes, you know, that's, that's a big deal in Nashville. So maybe he can uh, get involved in that, but uh and maybe I'm not telling him anything he doesn't already know, but uh, it's it's still good. All of this is good. 
All right. Uh, let us listen to the next one, which is called Don't Let Me Go. And this one's by Norman Rosenfield. Uh, let me make sure I'm good to go here. I am. You are the first. You are the last. You are my future and my past. You got it all. You got my heart. Oh, baby, you're a work of art. song you'd heard from a boy band almost i mean it's, yeah. it's got a little bit of a vibe um which is okay uh i i don't know i can't this is to me there are sometimes you hit upon songs and, and demos that are very very locked into a particular style or presentation and i'm not certain that I'm not certain that this is contemporary enough. It it's a little bit it's a little bit too old and not quite old enough to be kind of hip. It's a little bit in between. So I'm not sure exactly what you would do here. I mean, maybe it's as simple as as making a more modern track. It could be that it's more that the track is just a little bit out of time and it needs to be a little bit more modern. Um, and the singer is fine, but I'm not sure that the singer is communicating a sound of today. Uh, I mean, these are, this is very general. It's very nebulous. I, I, I know, but I, I can't, I don't know exactly what to say here to, to make this, to have a comment that's worthwhile. Now, if you had the right movie or TV show, something like this could easily play. Um, you know, it may not be something that would be a modern, you know, 2021 kind of setting. It may have to be a little bit more period. I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, 
I really appreciate your honesty when you don't know and you say you don't know. I love that about you. I really do. I'm not saying that to be uh, to be funny because sometimes it's our biggest problem amongst screeners, not just the screeners who are working at Taxi Now, but the screeners who've worked there for 29 years. We have all been stumped by this nebulous what decade would this go in? What kind of song? Is it pop? Well, it would have been pop in 1980. It, would it be pop today? No, it's not hip enough, not contemporary enough. And people, our members, get very frustrated with this because they get back a lot of critiques that say, doesn't sound contemporary. And they go, well, I recorded it with a famous producer or a famous engineer at a famous studio, and the guitar player worked on this big record. All right, well, all that's great, but it still doesn't sound contemporary. And, the, and I have come to the conclusion after giving more thought to this single problem than any other problem musicians have anywhere in the world, and that is they just don't listen to enough contemporary music. You hear the old... That, uh, that, was, what, that was what I was going to say. That's exactly yeah. right. They need to listen not to an album cut from somebody three years ago. They need right. to hear the top 10 records right now right now yep. the top 10 records like the, the weekend the uh, blinding light she was i mean there are components about that that could have come right out of the 80s could have come right out of the 80s and yet the way they have applied that and utilized that concept it has that legacy effect but a modern take yeah so um uh you know, and 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 it's a and it's a cool song, but the song has a big hook, and it's it's like a it's a pop song. It's a pop song that you can remember and hear, and you know, it, it's it's special. Also, you know that song. What was the guy's name? Ger Geraldi. You know, it was a ballad. Uh, oh gosh, I can't think of his name or anything. In the last eight months, big hit. Just a guy playing piano very emotional. There's a girl that's got a song out now called Driver's License. It's a monster record. Um, and uh, they're all different. All these are different. Yeah. But they're songs and they're lyrics and they and they and and the the the, the Driver's License song is just kind of this I don't know, it's not Billy Eilish, it's not anything like that, but it's very very uh, minimalistic, let's say. Uh, yeah. the, the Giraldi song, what I got Capaldi. The name of this. Capaldi, 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 not Giraldi, Capaldi. Right. Yeah, what yeah we're in the ballpark. Song? I don't remember, but yeah, um, I, mean, I, uh, I so agree with everything you're saying. Everything you're saying is, and, and people go, I don't like what I hear on radio today. I think that they don't like it because they're a little afraid that they can't get there with their writing and production, oh, but but they can. His song is naked. His song is naked to the world. It's just himself, the piano, playing. And a big hit, big, big hit. People love that when it's heartfelt and it's uh and, and it's and the and the piano supports the thing. It just works perfectly. Um so you know, when you don't know it, it's 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 okay. You, you know, there's no way you don't want to steer someone wrong and I wouldn't know exactly what to tell them other than to consider listening to what's happening, seeing if any of that can be applied to what you're doing so that you can build a bridge from where you are to today. 
A lot of the material, and I'm not just talking about stuff we've heard today, but a lot of times we hear stuff, and I mean we collectively as in the screeners at Taxi, you hear stuff. I know I used to have the thought when I was still screening, this could have been a hit in 1984. Right, oh yeah. And you can derive the age of the person who wrote it by what where their music is production and writing stylistically wise and, and they just got stuck in that era happens to more people than not i i wish that i had well, like yeah, a, a magic room where every all these musicians could walk in i could flick a switch and modernize them well you know when i when i meet people and i ask them what kind of music you listen to well i don't listen to it right <laughs> i don't listen to yeah. oh well Okay, if you're if you're hoping to compete in that world, it, it doesn't hurt to know what the world is about. Yeah. You know, you don't have to copy it. You don't have to be just like it. You don't have to be imitating it or whatever words you want to use. But you do have to figure out a way to be in it. So um, you better know what's happening. Right. I want to be a Formula One driver, but I've never actually driven a Formula One car. But I have a Chevy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a really, I have a really cool. No, I have a really cool Chevy, uh, but and, and I've never raced a car, and I've never gone over sixty. <laughs> There's that. So I want to point something out before we listen to the next next song. Please don't think that I'm being mean to this person. I just want to say that if I got a lyric sheet like this, uh, if I were at a record label or wherever, and I got a lyric sheet like this, this would be a tip-off that the person's not all that professional. There's the lyric sheet. Oh, my. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a paragraph. It's, it's not yeah. busted out verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Anyway, let's have a listen. Hopefully the song is much better than the lyric sheet. Uh, <laughs> this one is called A Cool Breeze on a Warm Summer Day. It's by Mark Noble.
I just, you know, I, this reminds me of a very inappropriate and one of those awkward moments you have in the studio because uh, it had the saxophone in it. And I remember I was working with some pretty big female artist. I can't remember who it was. And there were about 12 pieces playing. It was like a, a smooth jazz thing playing live out in the room. And there was a sax player and the, the lead vocalist who was the star of the evening. Oh, I just remembered who she is. I won't tell. <laughs> anyway, she goes, um, can we have more sax? And, and I hit the talk back button. I said, we just met an hour ago. <laughs> and all the men in the room were laughing. She did not think that was funny. Very inappropriate of me. Anyway, um, okay, your thoughts, sir. Okay, so, uh, well, uh, first off, uh, the idea of, uh, of the lyric and the title, good idea. Um, the, um, to me, to me, none of it sounds like a, a, a breeze on a warm summer day. It sounds very intense. And I think it needs to be gentler. I think he needs to sing it gentler. He's like singing at someone as opposed to singing to someone. And I would never play the flute. I would never play the sax. They sound hard and 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 not complimentary. I don't mean that from a standpoint of the players. Players sound fine. I just don't think you need any of that. It, it complicates it. And I certainly wouldn't go back and forth from flute to sax, from flute to sax. I would have one or the other. But honestly, I wouldn't do either one like that. So... Uh, I think it just needs to be gentler. I don't get the I don't get the feeling that I think he's trying to convey with his lyric. It just sounds very intense. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I would consider just trying to minimize it, strip it down, make it more you know congas and bass or or, or light drums and uh, you know things that give it a groove. You know, it's not like this at all, but Kokomo by the Beach Boys has this incredible groove, right? And and it's a tropical-ish song, you know, for lack of a better word. So, uh, and he doesn't need to sound like an old Beach Boy song, but it, it just needs to have a little bit more whimsicality. It sounds just a little uh, intense. I'm, I'm in the sun. I'm in the, it's cool. <laughs> I think it just needs to have a little, be gentler, be more whimsical. Uh, as the approach and i think he'd get more notice from it and then he could be in any kind of a summer movie basically you know yeah driving down the driving down the road some guy has left his job in new york and he's going to go down to florida some guy is coming to malibu some guy is going to san diego some guy's going to the, uh, hawaii i don't know wherever it is but i think that he'd have m more possibilities and, and it's 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 not what he's done it's not i'm not saying what he's done is bad I always am trying to figure out, is there a way to perhaps present it in a way that's more desirable? That's that's all. Yeah, you know, people see Taxi as a gatekeeper and the screeners as gatekeepers. Really what we are is enablers. And when they're giving comments and feedback like you're doing today, they're not doing it to be critical. They're doing it to, it's like, what can I help? What can I tell this person to help them increase their chances of this song becoming a big song or getting placed in a movie or earning income with it. So I'm glad you brought that up. 
Um, okay, moving on. And whoops, I got to take this one back to the top. All right, this one's called Want You So Bad. It's by Sabrina Haggerty. chat room knew that that was more contemporary and probably the best thing we've heard today so have at it yeah contemporary in that it's um but i don't like the track really i think the track the track doesn't sound that contemporary to me i think i think that the, again the the keyboard parts everybody's using very pianos. blocky yeah it's so blocky yep. and, and what they should be doing is they should be using pads and moving, moving atmospheres and stuff. If, if this was, if this was Billie Eilish and it's not really a Billie Eilish song, but anyway, if this was Billie Eilish, it would be designed sonically different. Mm -hmm. And if it was um, Adele, it would be designed sonically different and um you could have the drums i suppose and some of this stuff but it, it to me it doesn't sound like a modern record it sounds like a nice version kind of of a modern record but 
I I think the best one we heard, well, I don't, I can't say this. One of the really good ones we heard was that Miami country thing, right? Because it was extremely directed, extremely directed at the market, and um, I, I I keep getting back to when I talk to people about demos. You know, I, I say you're not doing demos. You're doing records. Nobody has vision to hear, or very rare, to hear your demo. They are interested in hearing it totally blown up how it's going to be. There's there's very little a and ring that they're like there used to be. So, um, you know, I understand that the people that were listening to this may have been responding to the the nature of it and but I mean you need to have I would have the girls vocal doubled in some spots or tripled in some spots you know when it gets to the chorus I'd have the bass drop out for a bar or two and come back in and then you know there's just these techniques in the mm -hmm. thing that, that make it that give it a dynamic that give it this very contemporary dynamic and and I, I believe me I'm not a know-it-all I'm, I'm just suggesting these now you're bringing up just, great you're bringing up great points. It shows you do this for a living and, and why you've been paid well to do it for a living. Um, what I liked about this last song we heard was her vocal approach. Finally, somebody took a vocal approach that went for a more contemporary style where the, the verses were um, the chorus. It doubled. She double timed uh, on her vocal delivery in the chorus to set it apart from the verse. Although yeah, yeah, she, no. it, it's good. It's good, but I, I would put, I would put, you know, if there are harmonies there, I didn't really hear them well. You mm. know, I would have background parts. I would have stuff happening. I would have ear candy stuff happening. I'm missing that in the track and the blockiness. We just happen to have heard two or three today that are approached in a, in a, in not as supportive a way as perhaps they could be. I agree. All right, moving on. This one is called Somewhere There Forever by Laura Espinoza. Um, let me get to the right spot. I'm there. Here we go. <laughs> Walking down a graveyard path near here Drinking in the moonshine chasing fear You are calling so loquacious You are falling so
What say you, sir? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Now, they're doing all the things that you kind of do. You know, they're starting out kind of open with the piano, and then it gets bigger, and you have the chorus, and, and, and it's not blocky. It's more supportive. And then you get back to a verse, and they add, a, like, a harmony part. They're doing all the little things that kind of are pop record kind of ideas. Um, the uh, I may have a little bit of an issue with the repetitiveness of the da 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 da, da over and over. That may be just I I'd vary that a little bit more in the melody just to give a little bit more substance to the melody. That's that's maybe the only thing I would inquire about. But it, you know this is an interesting thing. Um, I, I, even though it's nothing like it, I was almost thinking of Blondie. You know, it's, mm. it's not really like Blondie, but I was almost thinking that. So, um, and I, I think that in the verses, uh, particularly the second, well, no, the both verses, I would have probably had the singer sing it a little easier in the verses to give a bit more dynamic to the vocal. They're relying on the dynamic of the track to give the song this thing and it's really also the singer the, the, the track should be following the dynamic of the singer so uh, if she was singing that verse a little bit more with a little more urgency and a little bit more control uh, urgency and then opened up that that gives more of a performance to me where right now it's just kind of the same you know, you were talking about the waveform. Well, you know, if you're looking at a screen and you see the waveform of the music, you know, it's it's here and it's and it gets bigger and it's here and it gets bigger. Well, that that's what the vocal should do. The vocal should have, you know, this kind of a thing and then it gets bigger and then it gets down and gets bigger. So um, that would be a that would be a kind of a producer kind of suggestion, you know, just to get a little more dynamic out of the vocal. Anyway. We have a cracked granite countertop that needs to get replaced because we can't match the granite. So unfortunately, we've got to do all the granite in the kitchen. Oh. We had a lady out oh. the other day consulting with us on uh, what kind of backsplash we should use the granite. She saw my setup here for taxi TV with the lights and the microphone and the computer and the faders. And she's like, oh, what do you do? And I said, I'm in the music business. Oh, what do you do in the music business? I told her about taxi. And then she goes, wow, you're so lucky. You get to listen to music all the time and get paid to do that. And I said, you know, when you're actually in the music business, it you exactly the kind of stuff you were just explaining is how it's hard to go back to being just a fan of music and just listening to it and just rolling with it, let it absorb into your body. When you've spent your entire adult life, and in your case, since you've been in diapers, listening to music and looking for those little nuances like you just explained it's hard to not listen analytically but i always appreciate about you the fact that you can find when i think i'm being pretty um like i'm hearing it all i could hear here's all the stuff i would do to fix that and you come up with 10 things that are better than the ones i just thought <laughs> <Well>. of <laughs> no you do no, you, you were destined for yeah, your well, life i never I never, ever listen to music for enjoyment. It would be impossible. Right. The only music I could listen, the only music I could listen to like that would be something 
I did. I can't listen to stuff ever because um, unless it's really, really old stuff, Beatles, Beach Boys, something like that, that I grew up, you know, but I analyzed every one of those records. I learned every part because I taught them to the band members that I had when I was mm. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I taught them all what to play. And um, so when I listen to something, I might just sit there and listen to the bass. I'll be able to, uh, you know, I kind of isolate different things. It's, I can't, I can't, um, my, my son said one day, some years ago, he said, oh, you ought to come to the contemporary service at church. They play this great music for a half an hour and you really love it. I said, oh, okay. I came a half hour late. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything because I'll just sit there and say, oh my gosh, the guy should use a different chord there. Oh my gosh, what's he doing there? That's wrong, blah, 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 blah. It's impossible for me to sit there and just listen. People say, oh, you must love music so much. When you go home, what do you play? Nothing. No. When you sit down at dinner, don't you listen to music? Never. <laughs> I, mean, you I, know, I completely just, concur. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to it. And, and, and I, you know, I'll when I'm talking about some of these contemporary records, um, I sit there and analyze those records for 15 minutes or whatever it is and understand them, I hope, and be able to, you know, enthusiastically talk about it with people. And if, if, if it's important to use certain things that are uh, might be good for somebody else, you know, that's the thing. So I look at it as an encyclopedia or or a dictionary or something. I, I sit there and just get into it in a whole different way. And once I do, I don't listen to the song again. I mean, I really like this driver's license thing. And I did it as a cover with this new artist that I'm recording. She yeah. did a killer job. But I don't go back and listen to the song and say, oh, I really like this song. I need to hear it again. So there are certain certain drawbacks to what I do. Um, I don't, they don't, they aren't drawbacks to me. But, you know, it's, it's a learning. It's, and, you know, Michael, that's what's important. And I know we're about running out of time, but all you guys out there, it's about learning. So when the taxi people are talking to you about stuff, okay, you may not do it. You may do it. You may do something in between, but you're learning about it. You're hearing people that have expertise that are giving you suggestions, ideas, not criticism. Don't think of this as criticism. This is, as Michael said earlier, this is about how can we make this more attractive? How can we make this more desirable? How can we make you more successful? And that's, oh my gosh, I mean, nothing like that has existed outside of taxi. So, um, uh, you, you know, the, the, the whole purpose here is to try to learn and get better. Me particularly, because I'm talking to a whole bunch of people that have faith that I'm going to help them. Well, I have to have faith that I can help them. So I've got to learn more every day. I've got to learn from Billie Eilish and her brother. I've got to learn from uh, uh, driver's license. I got to learn from these things uh, from the weekend. I have to learn. Those people are successful. They're doing great. How can I learn what that is and hopefully help other people achieve their goals? And it's not about, oh, you just want to do an imitation of the weekend. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. Right. 
this is all about just seeing what's happening and being a part of the fabric out there. And there's all kinds of places for the fabric and there's all kinds of different fabric, but you have to somehow compete and get noticed. So, um, you know, learning about this stuff every second is so, so important for me and I believe for everybody. So that's the testimony to the people out there that are taxi members that are, that are, that are invested in this, that are doing it. Um, you know, learn from these folks that are there to help you. And it doesn't mean that 100% they're right. It doesn't mean that 100% you're right. What it means is the learning process, the process of it. Then you have to see what works for you, what you can apply, what you can achieve, and and then and go for it. Um, and and that's kind of what we're all doing. This is a creative business. This is intangible. You know, it's it's invisible. So we we're we're all in the same boat. And um, you know, I'm just grateful I get a chance now and then to. Uh, to communicate with the people out there. And I learned from hearing the records that you're playing. You know, I learned from all this stuff. I got to be careful not to do, you know, if there's something that I hear that I don't care for, I want to be sure that I can identify that and I can verbalize why I don't care for it. It doesn't mean that you should not do it. I'm just giving you an opinion about it. So, um, you know, I'm just grateful to have the chance to be here. Oh, we're grateful to have you. Your, your insight really is is amazing. And uh, yeah, all these guys should know that um, people like you, like me, like Shirelli, that, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not working in the studio, but we would play stuff for each other um, because we know to rely on each other's judgment. We may or may not use it, but we know that it's considered judgment. And nobody, right. should, nobody should look at a critique of a song or its production as a criticism, it's not. It's literally an enabling tool for you guys. And really, nobody does it better than you. Thank you, Michael. Um, well, I appreciate it. Well, you know, I just want to say thank you, taxi members. I know we're all in a strange place right now. And hopefully next year, maybe we'll be back at the Weston Hotel or something and, and able to uh, meet in person. You know. Yeah, we should actually talk about dinner now that we're allowed to go eat outside at a restaurant. When it gets a little warmer, we should... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We should exactly. go do a dinner. Exactly. All right, buddy. Thank you, Michael. Uh, say hi to Patty, and I will see you soon or talk to you soon, I guess. And thanks again for doing this. Bye, taxi members. <laughs> Ladies Bye, and taxi gentlemen, members. Bye, taxi members. Mr. Michael Lloyd. Bye.